Hello, my friend, and welcome back to the Tough Love Terry podcast. I'm super excited today because we have Miss Shannon Doherty in the interview. Now, I say I'm excited every week, but I think it is because I truly am excited every week. Either way, I'm excited to introduce you to Shannon because she is an amazing portrait photographer, boudoir photographer, fashion photographer, and all around amazing artist and creative. One of my favorite things about Shannon is how she shows up in her self-portraits and she has such this old Hollywood vibe and is never afraid to play with makeup or dressing up and just really has a beautiful time with it. So in this episode, I asked her questions about how her self-portraits actually help her when it comes to working with her clients in the same settings. And we walk through a few of the different ways that she would encourage you to get in front of the camera yourself. All right, so without further ado, here's Shannon. Oh, I will let you know that at about the 15 minute mark, uh, my computer shut off halfway, and so <laughs> I just left it in because, you know, real life is awesome. All right, enjoy the, enjoy the interview with Shannon. As you're listening to this, I'm actually in Vegas right now for WPPI, which is a wedding and portrait conference for photographers. And so if you are a photographer, I actually have a code for all of my education stuff for the most part. And if you use the code WPPI2022 uh, for my Teachable site or the Boudoir University, you will get 20% off. So uh, yeah, enjoy that if you want to. Oh, and welcome to the Tough Love Terry podcast. I'm super excited because I have my friend Shannon here to talk all about self-portraits. So Shannon, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, yeah, however you so want. So my, <laughs> my name is Shannon K. Doherty. So I am based in St. Louis, Missouri which is in kind of the middle of the map if you're in America, because not everybody knows where Missouri is, and that's okay. <laughs> um, I am mostly a bar photographer, but I do a lot of portraiture, and I mix a lot of editorial stuff into that as well. Awesome. So at the end, we'll uh, get you to say where people can find you and all that good stuff. But for now, the reason why I invited you on the podcast is obviously because of your self-portrait work, which is lovely. <laughs> um, and just to like kind of like one of my favorite things about seeing your self-portrait work is how much fun you have playing with like like everything mine are always like no makeup no hair like <laughs> down but I love seeing like what you do with different fashion and uh makeup looks and things like that and how much mood you can bring into your into your self-portraits and yeah I can definitely like you can definitely see the influence. I don't know if it's the influence of your portrait work or the work you do for your clients on your self-portraits or the influence of your self-portrait work on your clients, uh, which way it goes, but definitely they're like, they definitely have a connection for sure. So tell me a little bit about like, when did you first start taking self-portraits or why was that something that you wanted to do? Honestly, so it's funny. So we had talked about doing a chat 
for a while now about this and I was going through an old hard drive of mine just you know like when you go through like the old photos and you're like oh my gosh I hope nobody sees the light of day I did that like literally two days ago I was like oh no these are those were good ones I'm talking like myspace days like that you know like the camera's up really high you're trying to make yourself look your head is enormous but your body is small so I guess I kind of started with that. So when I say MySpace days, hopefully most, I don't even, I can't even tell you the days of those anymore. (laughs) But um, around that time though, I did have like my parents' old cameras. They were kind of like, I'm definitely the person that to sound completely hipster to be like, well, I started on like, yes, I started on film cameras because my parents were like, we don't have money for this. You're going to have to just kind of figure it out. So that's exactly what I did. And they like went to like thrift stores because that's what we had to kind of play around. Not everything always worked. Um, I remember I had like the old like Polaroid ones too. So, you know, if this film is expired, good luck um, yeah. sometimes on those. But I guess I really, really started getting serious about it around like 2010, 2011. So like 2011, I was still doing, I was still in college and doing like, art full-time as a painter and well going to school and then doing that as well but I submitted a self-portrait to a local gallery here and it won one of their prizes and I was like oh okay and you know um gosh I think it was like 24 25 at that time too so and it was I guess it was technically my first like boudoir self-portrait because like you can't really see anything but I'm in a bed like I'm in like some blankets and stuff like that and I remember I was it was staying with my ex well my boyfriend at the time and he went to work and I was like you know what I'm gonna play with my camera today and I think that that's really so like the 2010 2011 time is when it really really kicked off to me to be like you know what maybe this is something I'll kind of play with on a regular and kind of see how I feel about it so like I said, there's a ton of things that like, I probably would never share with anybody, but I actually have that one still posted on my Instagram, like from like a year or two years ago. So it's down there a little bit because I was so proud of that one too. And it kind of strangely fits my aesthetic now that I feel like that's who I was supposed to be when I was going into doing self-portraits. It was like your premonition for where you would end up kind of thing. Yeah, I mean it's black and white. It's grainy. <laughs> like, yep, definitely, you're black right. and white. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, your your work always has like an old Hollywood feel, which is definitely something that you're drawn to. I I assume you are drawn to because that's yeah, like what definitely. it influ- It looks like it's influenced a lot by that. Um, has it always been like that for you? Like kind of that old nostalgic kind of feeling. Yeah, I think so. I I don't know if I'm necessarily like the old soul. So, I mean, I don't know how, what that means, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I was always kind of drawn to it. I remember like we would go to like Blockbuster and what I wanted to rent was like Gentlemen Prefer Blondes and How to Marry a Millionaire and like Rebel Without a Cost. Like I wanted to rent those. And of course, everybody else in my family was like, okay, have you been to Blockbuster like once a week to rent these? Like my mom was like, I'm just going to buy you the Blockbuster version of like How to Marry a Millionaire was like my favorite movie. So it's like Betty Grable. Lauren McCall and uh, Marilyn Monroe. And I was like, I just loved everything about it. Cause it's like, 
I mean, I don't know if you know the movie, but basically, you know, it's like these women that don't have a lot of money, but they're trying to look like they have a lot of money and like, you know, they meet like the loves of their lives along the way. But like, it just was so elegant to me, gotcha. like, you know, the things they're wearing and all of that stuff. And it's funny at the same time that I was like, I like this, this look, like, I don't always wear structured things, obviously on our call, as you can see, I'm not <laughs> anything like that, yeah. but I think that there's, because it doesn't always work in my everyday life like to sit down and edit in a structured suit is not going to feel good yeah. but when I can step in front of the camera and kind of almost take on this other side of me then I find that really exciting oh that's really awesome yeah I can definitely see that like in your self-portraits as well as like how you do that with your clients as well obviously I don't know them before they come in to see to see you um but every single one of them looks elegant as shit and I'm sure (laughs) I'm I'm sure like most self-portrait artists you like uh a lot of the garments or the set design like a lot of it is just like like grabbing stuff to be like let's see yeah. if it, like how this will work and it's not yeah. like really like you might have a few like expect more expensive pieces but really I think you do what most self-portraits artists do and say like how can I take this thing that I already have and like make it look like something else or make it look uh elegant as shit <laughs> Uh, I think that that, so like, actually you mentioned something before about like, do I work with clients first and then get a self-portrait idea from that or vice versa? And I usually do the self-portrait first and then kind of find a way to work with it with my clients. Cause a lot of times too, when I post something and, uh, you know, I'll ask clients, do you have an inspiration board or anything like that? They're like, oh, I love this one you did of yourself mm. or let's do a version of that. And it's not intentional to do that, but a lot of times because I can sit there and mess around for however long I blocked off the day. Normally I wait for it today that I can really just play and not worry about phone calls or anything like that. And I will just sit there and play and play and play. I think there's two things in my life. I probably should have been either a set designer for movies or a fashion designer. And I like to kind of take those little bit of elements and add them into what I'm doing. I mean, a lot of times too, somebody will ask, well, where's that dress from? I'm like, well, it's actually not a dress. It's something I cut up, you know, (laughs) not all my wardrobe is inexpensive. So of course I'm not going to cut up all the things, but a lot of times I'll go to thrift stores and I'll find like pieces that maybe somebody doesn't look at it and see like, Oh, this would be really cool. And I'm like, especially my clients are amazing and they definitely have trust me because sometimes I'll pull out this (laughs) weird piece. And I'm like, do you have trust in me to photograph you in it? And of course I show them the back of the camera because I actually like doing that during my sessions. Yeah. But I'm like, just trust. I like to buy the ugly pieces that maybe people don't like as much. And then I can be like, see on camera, it looks much different. Like I have this one jacket and I've done a self-portrait many years ago. And it is like this almost sheen kind of fabric. So in different light, it looks different. But it is like this horrible mustard color, but then like almost like a baby poop green. It is so ugly, but it photographs under lights so well. So I definitely, like, again, my clients are great because they have the trust in me. I need to take another self-portrait in that. So when I start wanting, I want to shoot it again, but I need people to see it <laughs> to have the trust that like some of these weird funky pieces that I find definitely do look cool. 
that that sounds like a good reel for you to do to be like yep. this is how people <laughs> trust me this is the first and this is the after like the yep. before and after of it. that's why uh with jill like my assistant jill that was the thing every time i'd go to the thrift store she'd be like what do you have for me <laughs> and she'd be like yeah. scared because i'm like okay okay just wait like yes on it looks neat but like we will make it look better i promise you i promise right. you <laughs> And sometimes, I mean, it's not too often, but if something is just kind of needs to be tweaked, I'll just do it in Photoshop later. Mm. Um, again, I try not to, obviously I'm retouching images and everything, but I try to not make it a full manipulation to where it doesn't feel like, hey, yeah. this happened in the studio. Like it, I don't, I'm, there's so many better people at doing like the soup, like the super Photoshop fantasy, like there's some I'm not it. <laughs> Yours so are very much classic. Like, Your work is very classic for sure. Yeah. As much as I can get it right to start. And especially I have built things onto me and then went and shot a self-portrait, which my word of advice there is to set your things up first, because I don't always do that. I, I'm like, cool, I'm going to throw on the garment and the thing. And then I'm like, and now I don't like have my leg properly set up and I'm dragging, you know, a huge like light thing around and then I don't have my tripod set up correctly. And I'm like, of course, I mean, I do, I have like skirts that are super big, like the petticoat kind of skirt. And I'm like waddling around. I'm like, I don't think anybody can see me, but <laughs> you know, maybe. Yes, uh, like two days ago, I did a self-portrait where I put uh, like baby's breath in, like I just stuck it in my hair. Yeah. I, I couldn't find bobby pins, but I was like, I'm just gonna like cover it all. Like my hair is thick enough. It should just like stick in there. And every time I'd move to adjust things, like one would fall out. So then I'd like bend down to pick up one, then the fan would catch another one and it would fall out. Uh -huh. I was so frustrated <laughs> at the, I was like, what am I doing? But I think, so I think like fighting through that is like worth it. <laughs> I did one years ago. I will never forget. It was like 2017, 2018. And it was one of the first wedding dresses that I was gifted. Luckily, I gifted a lot of wedding dresses, which I will accept. Um, but I, I put it on just to like do a self-portrait. And I had these like super long flowers. So they kind of just butted out like towards the end. And I didn't have anywhere to clip them because they were so thick. And then the wire was one of those really thick ones on the inside. So I shoved it down the back of the dress. <laughs> but it, it basically just, it was like I had a big bar back there. I could not bend over. I couldn't move. And so everything was kind of like either standing or tilted. <laughs> like I'm going to find those images and show you. But yeah, yeah, I was like, what was I thinking? Why didn't I just get something to like make a crown? But I was like, no, I'm just going to waddle around. And then like, yeah, I had a friend with me and who was like, all right, I'm leaving. <laughs> so. That's the thing is like, sometimes you just like, but this is why I love self-portraits because you can do that shit uh, without like having to worry about other people. Do you know what I mean? Like if I, if you were to do that with a client, they'd be like, oh my God, like what, what have I signed up for? Whereas we're like, nope, I will make this work. It will be fine. I will be fine. <laughs> okay kind of even going on that so like I said like I do a lot of this stuff before I see a client too you know it is really important to have confidence in front of your clients and now I'm not saying I don't try random things with them but I usually wait till the session is going and like they know me better and like 
a lot of my clients, especially the first time, I obviously don't really know them in person beforehand. And it really helps build a confidence up with them knowing that, I, I mean, I know that I did it before. I'm like, okay, well, this piece kind of worked. Mm. How can I alter it a little bit? Because somebody saw me post it and they really liked it. Or, you know, there's a lot of self-portraits that people don't see. Obviously, you know that when you're shooting, you know, and, and you've even probably talked about it too, where you're kind of like, hey, this didn't really turn out the way I wanted, but I made myself do it anyway. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of photographers I've talked to have a fear of self-portraits. And I'm like, you don't have to show anybody anything. You literally, this is for you. You can delete those files, but try to remember what you did. Like, if you know you want to do something like that for a client, like you're talking about with the hair, then you know you need bobby pins or maybe you need to like find a way to weave it into a headband or something and then that way it just pulls on and off because no matter how long you're shooting with clients I usually shoot about two hours for each session with clients I'm not rushing anything but if I'm sitting there and I'm messing around for too long just trying to figure something out yeah I this is just a guess but I feel like they might be losing confidence if I'm losing confidence so I want to make sure even if it's something where I'm kind of like, oh, you know what? I thought I would like this. Let me switch it up. Let's change it. That's different. Yeah. But yeah, that's why I definitely do trial and error on myself. Even yeah. with makeup and stuff too. If I don't have my makeup artist doing anything for me, which luckily she has the last couple ones for me. So I don't have to worry about that. But, you know, I tried a couple makeup looks and I'm just like, you know what? No, it's, it's not really it's not for me. So maybe, you know, and it doesn't mean those images have to see the light of day. Like yeah. even the one, um, I, I haven't really shot this month a whole lot just because it's been a crazy month, but I did a quick light test on a backdrop that I have. And I think I took 10 images. I only kept one. I was just like, eh, I don't really need these other ones for any reason. It looks good. I'll post it. I'll share it, you know, but other than that, like nobody has to know that I shot 10 images. They could assume, you know, it doesn't, but yeah, like having the confidence walking with your clients when you want to try something, especially if you have somebody that comes in that's like, hell yeah, I want to do something like kind of weird. I love what you did here. Love what like, then I know I don't have to be like, oh shit. Yeah, <laughs> so, like, let me see if I can remember what exactly I recorded. There we go. All right. So I don't remember what we were talking about because my computer just shut off midway through our conversation. <laughs> so do you remember what we were talking about? Yeah. So we were right at the tail end. I was talking about like doing self-portraits to build confidence so I can use things with clients. So I'm not fumbling around with my clients where we're good to go. We're confident. We're moving along. And then, and then, then your computers. <laughs> <laughs> and then everything so world came to an end. <laughs> We were at a good stopping point to move on to anything else. So that, that right. ended up being perfect. I didn't hear a scream. <laughs> I kind of wish, I kind of wish we would have, it would have made it better. But anyway, if, if it was cute though, I would have screenshotted that, <laughs> but it just went blurry. It didn't do anything else. So. It just shook and then went away. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, anyways. So uh, what would you, when, obviously like, when we see ourselves in many different angles, when we take self-portraits and we see different facial expressions and things like that, how do you, or even if you're just like not in a good mood to be taking mm-hmm. self-portraits, but um, like, I know you, you probably, I think you schedule your stuff in, don't you? Like, or plan for self-portraits? The best I can. Sometimes it just ends 
ended up being like, oh, I have a client that canceled tomorrow. I'm just going to go ahead and use the studio for that. So when that happens, um, let's say you've, you're like, okay, I'll show up to the studio, but let's say you wake up and you're just like not feeling it. Do you still go and do yourself portraits or like, how do you show yourself compassion through the process of still doing them when you're not really feeling yourself? Um, what is your process for that? So I, we kind of chatted a little bit before we started recording, but last year, so 2021, my plan was to do some type of self-portrait every month. And I did actually did two sets every month. I think I shared something from every set, at least one image. Um, you know how it goes. Anything that becomes a creative project, it's put aside other things. But so I definitely have, still have more things to go through. But there were, I remember, especially there was one in February I was just not, my body was like, no, it is bad today. Your period is bad. Everything's bad. And, you know, when you're feeling that way, of course, you're feeling bloated and not great. The last thing you probably want to do is your hair and your makeup and do a self-portrait and stuff like that. And to kind of side note on that, my comfort zone is just having my hair and makeup done. I just, I just prefer it. It doesn't have to be full glam. I just like, that's just who I am. Like I wear my winged eyeliner every day. Like just me. But for that particular one, I like, I remember it was like Saturday morning. I canceled like going to the gym because I work out with a trainer friend and I was just like, oh, I guess I'll go do this. I don't know. And it was strange though, because normally you would think like, okay, well, I want to put something on where it's like maybe a gown or I don't know. I made myself, so I was wearing like a black, like tool robe. I had the, the protection under like down below but I was actually nude under that and I felt the best and probably most liberated mm. that day and I look back because that's one of my favorite images images I shot last year and I look back and I'm like oh yeah I remember how shitty I felt but how confident I felt when I was photographing those and then like looking to see what I was working on and I was like oh it's almost like I was pushing through this mental block so much that it ended up working. Mm. And sometimes I'll step in front of the camera and I'm thinking like, yeah, okay, great. And it's not so great, you know? <laughs> and I think that there's definitely days where for me, as much as I tried to schedule it, I was better on someone going on a whim a little bit because if I scheduled it, it felt like another task I had to do. Gotcha. When I really like self-portraits to be something to have fun with as far as like any of it. And like even the one I did this January, I kind of scheduled it and I wasn't really jazzed about it. I was just kind of like, well, I feel almost obligated and I wanted to wear certain things for it because um, I wanted to test the backdrop because I was shooting something bridal that week. And so I'm in like a white dress and stuff. And I was like, I just don't even feel good in this dress. Mm -hmm. Like, luckily my light test ended up being the ones you could see most of the backdrop, which is the whole point. Um, but the light test being my, ended up being one of my favorite ones. But even just like the wardrobe itself too, I was just like, I am not feeling it. So for me personally, I'm not sure how you work with yours. I like to have an idea of when I think I'm going to do it. But if I don't have to be like, okay, Tuesday at 5 p.m., I'm going to do them or whatever, then it really does help me. And strangely enough, 
the worst I'm feeling mentally and physically is when I make my favorite images. I'm not saying that for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get yourself in like a dark place and be like, <laughs> but like I can a, only a, be a tortured artist to make these beautiful. No, I don't mean it like that. <laughs> it sounds like it doesn't. Um, but no, it does. It helps me because a lot of times when I'm feeling that way, I don't want to be chatty with people. I really kind of self-isolate a little bit. And I think that's my way to kind of remind myself, like, I just want to create, I don't want to create with the pressure of it being a client. I want to just create something for myself. And especially if I have a client like the next day then I'm like great mood, ready to go, as opposed to feeling like, okay, now I got to like get my shit together for my client. Cause it's already, it was got, you know, you know, I got together last night. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. And I think a big part of that is, and this is like from talking to the other people that I've interviewed for this, it's like that time alone to yourself because you're busy doing the stuff, like your hands are busy. So your brain has time to talk to itself and like process any emotions that you're feeling or any thoughts that are lingering or stress. Like, it's just like any other hobby, I think, or craft or thing like that, where you can get into a state of flow with it, where your body's doing the actions, but your brain is able to relax a bit and actually process through things. Um, that's what, and it wasn't until I like created my self-portrait course that I did through the Unraveled Academy. Similarly, I was like, I have to make these self-portrait videos. Like this is what they have to be like. And I was like, I mean, they're okay. <laughs> but because it was like, I have to, instead of uh, just like, what do I want to do today? Like, you can't teach what, I don't know. Let's just see like what happens. Like it had to have some sort of structure, but I definitely noticed that it, it was not from a place of create, like creation that was from a place of teaching. It's the same thing when you teach a workshop and you're talking and you're like photographing your model, right? Like, they're nice photos, but they're not like oh, amazing photos because you right. can't like get lost in the flow of it. Right. I think. And anytime I've tried to do anything like that for a workshop, I definitely make weird faces and almost contort my body a little bit when I'm shooting. So I'm like, please don't like share these behind the scenes. Let me like pose for them. <laughs> which is really funny in my makeup artist will definitely tell you that where I'm like if you take anything wait because you know I'm making like the face and like bending my back and doing all this stuff but that's also so kind of going off that a little bit um when I do sell portraits I was doing them always by myself I didn't want anybody in the room like I wanted to just be weird on my own and last year I actually kind of let that guard down a little bit so I had a couple of people like you know when things were a little bit more safe to come visit, you know, like they came and like, we'd hang out and I'm like, Hey, do you want to do anything? And like, let's do a self-portrait thing. And I was photographing myself in front of people oh. and that was really different, but I also felt more confident because just like photographing anything else, the more you do it, the more you're going to feel the confidence and be like, okay, I can do this shot and then move on and whatever. So yeah, I had like three friends actually watch me you know, they weren't sitting there like, you know, with their eyes wide open, but they were watching me photograph myself. And I was like, this is actually kind of interesting that I'm not really freaked out by the audience. But in the past, I'd just be like, can you please leave so I can 
put on this random gown and like slide across the room. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. And that was similarly because I had another course that I had done last year. And so I needed a videographer to video me doing self-portraits because I was like, well, I need my stuff to <laughs> do my self-portraits. And so I had Jill, somebody that I really trust. And, uh, and it was still like, oh, now there's somebody, like I was very aware that somebody was there. And I noticed the difference is similar to when I go and do self-portraits like outside um, or in like a location that's not a safe location Mm -hmm. if that makes sense because half my not even half I'd say like a quarter of my brain is always scanning (laughs) for like are there people what are they thinking like what are they gonna see and then it's like you know what just let it go but the more you do it the easier it gets and like once you're in it, then you don't think about anything and you forget actually that you are where you are. I don't, that's how I feel anyways. Yeah. And that's another thing too. So you're talking about somebody else doing the video for you. And you mentioned before, like angles and like things like that, where it's kind of like doing this. So I'll go into a little bit, a little bit deeper with it. Doing this has given me so much more confidence in me. Right. And it's kind of strange because it's like you're photographing yourself and of course there's going to be an angle here and there maybe that's not your favorite and you have to look at it you have to look at your computer screen and you're like okay but to me it's just like it's no different than if you're photographing a client you have a light test you just delete the image poof you move on and it's like not a big deal and I think that's another thing just from people I've talked to they're like well, I don't know if I want to see myself like that. Is it ever weird to edit your own face? I'm like, well, yeah, <laughs> it's because you're like, oh, that's my face. Or like, oh, I didn't know that, you know, this tooth was crooked. I didn't know I looked like that. And it's kind of giving yourself this like okayness to be like, okay, like this is who I am. Like not everybody has to see every angle of where they move the camera and things, but it really helped me learn my face to actually help pose other people as well Mm. so and I know that sounds kind of funny but actually one thing I do ask clients too I'm like do you have a favorite side of your face and I'm like you don't have to it's just an it's an odd question because I do Mm. I have one side of my face that I just prefer over the other you can probably see what I'm doing right now I naturally do that (laughs) we're talking on video I naturally do that because that's just more of my preferred side and it's never to ask anybody that as like a making them like feel like uncomfortable but I'm like and I explain I'm like look I do like self-portraits all the time I just have a preferred side this is where I feel the most confident you're gonna see the most confidence if you start flipping me the other way I don't really feel it the same way we can definitely try it but that took a long time to really again see my face over and over and over and like especially when you first start shooting them I always recommend that you shoot as many as you can too. So you might have hundreds of images or so. And that can feel like a lot to be like, well, there I am. (laughs) Or if you're doing anything like nude or lingerie or anything that feels even more, more vulnerable with having your body out, especially if you've ever dealt with any kind of issues, which I think most people have had some form of not the best self-esteem with something about themselves at some point in their life you know, which is unfortunate. We should all feel amazing because we all have, you know, beautiful bodies and, you know, you know, this, you, this is your job. That's not me saying, but, but yeah. So it, there's a huge, like I said, it's a huge vulnerability. And then when, like I said, when I did that one where I was nude under that robe, 
felt the best I ever have in the self-portrait. And I've done things where it's just been like full glam, this, that. And I'm like, those are pretty. I like them. But I look at that image. I have it printed out. I look at that one and I'm like, I felt like shit, but I look fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah, and that goes back to, like you said, one of your favorite things from that movie that you loved is like, they were one thing, but they showed up as the other thing, right? And that's mm -hmm. kind of, that photo's a good... Uh, representation of that for you which is really interesting but that's the thing is I think seeing ourselves from every possible angle <laughs> and just like it's confronting but it also gives you room for compassion and you do start to see yourself just like you do a client where it's not a not a oh no my worth has gone down rather it's just a like oh yeah okay not that one next like it you start to realize like i'm still alive even though that angle of me was captured <laughs> it's not the end of the world you delete it you move on right like yeah and it just and like and it norm it normalizes all the different ways that you do exist to other people too i think i notice like definitely i notice trends in myself when i have myself for just like for sure all of them are always facing one direction i was like why do i do that so i started like trying to turn the other way and i'm like now that just looks weird because <laughs> i'm forcing it so i'm like oh what's yeah. happening but because i was doing so many like jumping like i was in that phase of like jumping and dancing in one way my one leg got super strong and my one ankle got really strong and then I tried to do it the other way and there was like just sad and weak because <laughs> it was always the leg that I would lift up it would never be the one that like pushed off of so I was like okay we gotta even that out a little bit but mm -hmm. But I think it, it is, again, it gives you that space to just kind of have, like, even as you're going through your photos with yourself and you do recognize things that maybe about your face or your body or whatever that you might have hesitations about, even while you're going through the process of looking at it, your brain is like, okay, like, let's think about that. Like, why, why do we think like that? Like, it gives you space to get curious about your own existence uh, and physical form, which I think is a great tool towards building self-esteem and confidence. Yeah, um, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, especially being in it, like, you know, with what you do with like, you know, body empowerment and then like, you know, I'm also in that in, in my own right with boudoir and things. Although I don't like the term boudoir, I just use it. I like intimate portraiture, like a lot of our friends do. Yeah, I feel it. <laughs> um, you know, it's, I don't know. I, I kind of, let me come back to that one. Let me come back to that one. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. But yeah, it's just like, I think like doing self-portrait, especially for people that are in this business of empowerment or boudoir or portrait, like whatever you want to call whatever, if you're taking photos of other people in any capacity, I think they're the least a person can do is actually photograph themselves. That to me is like the safest way to have photos of yourself. If, because a lot of people don't go to other photographers, at least take pictures of yourself. Like that to me is safer than going to somebody else in my head. I think mm -hmm. like it's a lot more vulnerable to go to somebody else and know that they will be seeing all those different angles of me than it is just me being in those angles. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I actually I've had the opposite 
opposite from what I've talked about with friends, like friends or colleagues and stuff. And they're more afraid to photograph themselves and have somebody else do it. So I have a, I have a theory about that. I think it's more so they're afraid to spend time with themselves. I think so too. Especially women. Um, Number one, we're taught, don't do that. Uh, But also it's like, well, is it going to make me money? Like, what is the purpose for somebody else? And it's like, no, it literally is just like your time for you to just like be with yourself for like an hour or two hours or whatever it is. And you just get to sit in silence or with music by yourself. And that's terrifying for people. Whereas if, if somebody else is in control and they're like, do the thing, pose like this, they know they also don't have to look at the in-between photos that don't turn out yeah. they literally will get a gallery hopefully of the ones that adhere closer to how they wish they look <laughs> to how they do look I think so one thing to kind of combat that so I think you and I probably shoot ours a little bit different um are you using almost like it's non-stop taking them or are you doing like one shot at a time, one shot, like you're controlling? It depends on what I'm shooting. So like my movement ones, uh, or if I'm using my strobe light, cause um, I can't use the app for that, I don't think. Mm-hmm. So I use the intervalometer for that. So there's like every five seconds for 30 frames. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I don't, if I'm not using my lights or if I'm using very specific lighting and I wanna make sure like my face is like, lined up perfectly for the rim light or whatever and then I'll make sure I use the app so then there's a lot less of those images than there are when I do interval timer ones yeah I mean so I still do it kind of the way I've done it for a long time I just use a remote that I have hooked up with mine I had to get a different remote when I moved to mirrorless but honestly I think that that's a good way to start if anybody's thinking about it and they're kind of afraid like oh I don't want to see the in-between like what you're talking about I don't want to see like my silly face or anything if you're if that's a huge concern I literally just remote it I'm like cool I'm ready I know where I'm at like and also too long with a lot of mirrorless ones you can either see the back of the camera sometimes they twist around Mm. or you even shoot tethered too like shoot it to your computer so you can see everything you're doing I know a lot of people actually do that and just take like one shot at a time. It doesn't have to be continuous. Continuous is better for things like movement and stuff because then you can get that perfect mo- motion, right? Yeah, you can But if it. I'm doing anything that's like portrait, like, or even some of my st- like boudoir stuff, I usually just click it because I'm like, okay, I usually do the remote and the two second timer together. So I literally have that two seconds to like, Hi, okay, oh, I want to move my thumb really quick because it's in a weird spot so and I can see that if I don't shoot tethered a whole lot but depending on what I'm doing and I taught like a self-portrait class and I had to be tethered for that Mm. and it's very interesting to see it when you're like oh it's right there and I mean I used to shoot on like the mark three so you're kind of like you can go and click and I used to go back and forth behind the camera and stuff like that but that it we have like amazing technology to really like sit there and watch it and be like oh you know what I think I think it's my light maybe my light is wrong or like you know I'm kind of doing it to myself right now with this light where it's kind of like the heavy shadows maybe I just need to move my face over things like that so there's definitely in my eyes there's kind of no reason to have fear about it self-portraits are going to be for everybody to do on a regular basis it might just be kind of like hey it's just not for me Mm -hmm. I had to personally get over I had that little 
little voice in my head. It's like, am I being shallow? Am I being full of myself by constantly taking self-portraits? But I quickly told myself no, because the more that I did them and the more I was loving myself and getting to play in the wardrobe I was buying for like my client closet, the more that projected in how I was shooting with my clients, where I was happy, excited, confident, and they felt it. Like they were like, oh, I love this look you did. Nope, not one single person said, well, I take it back. Recently I had somebody send me something rude, but that's a whole other story. But, you know, nine times out of 10, nobody's saying anything like, wow, you're really full of yourself with taking self-portraits. Like, wow, I love that. Where can I buy that? Or did you make that? Or your hair and makeup looks great. Did your makeup artist do it? So, I mean, it's not necessarily to boost your ego, even I mean nobody has to see it you can just do them for yourself and be like okay I feel confident in this so I can project I can give that to my clients and I see a huge difference from when I wasn't shooting them at all with my and then having clients and then when I was having clients and shooting them on the regular that's awesome yeah when I was um when I was first starting photography I I was my best model because I was available all the time like mm-hmm. when I was younger right so it'd be like <laughs> two in the morning I'm like I have an idea and like you're not gonna yeah. call somebody I should be like get over to my apartment so oh, you might <laughs> not me I would not <laughs> that was before cell phones as well so no oh, I definitely okay. wouldn't. but uh <laughs> you and I definitely aged ourselves on this podcast for people by the way talking about MySpace MySpace. and like like everything film cameras before digital like all of it it's great um but I think um uh I think that's like one of the best things though is you get to be your own muse and I think there's something in that you get to connect with yourself which I think a lot of people are distanced from um, just based on, you know, the way they feel about their bodies or just their self-image of themselves. There's so much disconnection, but that's the one thing I always encourage people when it comes to doing self-portraits is it gives you time to get to know yourself, like not just physically, mm-hmm. but also to recognize that you are also worth having photos of. So many people get into photography and they use some variation of there's a reason I'm behind the camera. Like, yeah. right like literally every photographer I know is like well this is why I'm back here and it's like hold up I'm like let me in front of it (laughs) yeah I know I'm like now I'm like take my picture everyone I'll model for this I'll do that yeah Yeah. throw me in coach like let's do it Um, but I think it's really awesome. So just to kind of wrap up here for do you have any self-portrait projects that you're excited about coming up like I, like I said before, we started recording for the podcast. Um, I think I did so much last year. I literally shot at least 24 sets of self-portraits. So I tried to do two a month last year. And so this year is just starting off different with my schedule too. Like it's just kind of packed, but I do have a couple of before other people put it on. So I think I do have like a couple different things I want to work on. And there's a couple different like editing things I wanted to kind of maybe play with. So that's another thing too. Like I don't want to sit on client images all the time and like play edit. I want to edit, you know, get their things done as they, you know, as they expect them to be. Not get get a crazy edit. All of a sudden they have angel wings. They're like, I didn't order that. So stuff like that maybe not the wings as much, but stuff like that. I like to play with on myself too. So it's a good tool to like 
learn. I know I'm going off topic, sorry, but <laughs> it's a good tool to learn all of the behind the scenes things too. But yeah, so I have a couple like different pieces and I'm due for a little thrift store shopping soon to find some weird pieces. And yeah, I just, uh, I'm definitely due for a day of playing in the studio with no stress. So Good. Yeah, I think I've got some stuff coming up. <laughs> awesome. So where can people find you, your work, if they want to book a photo shoot with you? Where's the best place to find <laughs> Um, So I do all my booking through my website. As much as I love when people DM me, I don't know why Instagram does not notify me all the time. But to book is through my website, which is just my name. So it's ShannonKDoherty.com. And I'm going to spell my last name for everybody. Well, I was going to say, we'll put it, we'll put uh, all that in like the notes okay, cool. of the, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then my Instagram is Instagram slash it's Shannon underscore K underscore Doherty. I have a personal one too. So if you pull that up and you add me, I'll just send you to the other one. <laughs> um, for some reason, I don't know why I did my name for both of them. So sometimes people add me on my personal one and I have like 60 people on there I'm like sorry this is like for super duper close friends and I need to add you to it as well I just post I literally post selfies on that so I guess self-portraits oh there that. you go yeah let, let so, me uh, up <laughs> I mean it's my my personal page is selfie selfies and shenanigans is what I have it oh, I like that that also kind of goes oh, yeah so those are shenanigans <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I hear, I hear that all the time, shenanigans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a thing there. Um, but yeah, those are the, those are the two main places that I definitely connect with people the most. I have Facebook. Um, so if anybody adds me on there, it's just under my name. So. Perfect. Yeah. Well, is there anything else you'd tell people if they are afraid of doing self-portraits? What would you say? Even if they're not photographers, but they maybe want to, you know, start with their phones or whatever. What is something you would say to somebody that is afraid of doing them? I think they should just do them. I think a lot of times there's just a fear. Again, like nobody has to see them. And there's so many cool, like even apps that you can download now that you can play with a funky filter or make it almost like a GIF in a video. Actually, GIFs are super cool to make. Um, I should make more of them. But yeah, I mean, it's just kind of, you have to just almost do them and then just keep doing them. And again, they can see the light of day. They don't have to, but I think it's just take the time. I mean, it doesn't play with wardrobe. If you want to do hair and makeup, play with that. Like whatever your comfort level is. Not everybody does hair and makeup and or wants to be done up but like go find like a really cool funky outfit and put that on and see how you feel like I always tell clients to put on something that you don't get to wear every day and that's what I try to do for self-portraits like I will mop the floor in like one of my gowns but I don't go out in them so you know just just feel good one yeah yeah it's like one thing in your wardrobe that you love to wear like for me it's a leather jacket pop it on and like take some photos and even look at other people who do self-portraits or maybe there's a music artist or something you like like look at their photos to see what do you like about it and try to replicate it to where it works for you I love that okay I do have one more question because you like that <laughs> so much what is your favorite textile Ooh, so I really got into silk chiffon recently oh. because of how the all of the movement with it um, and it, you can buy it fairly inexpensive as well, as long as you're not, let I me mean, sew it, of course, that's what it's there for, but really good for movement. 
Um, I used to really like brocades, but they're so heavy that I didn't really like to sew. Like I used to sew a lot actually, but I don't really like to make things with them because there's not a lot of movement. There's no stretch. None. So I guess technically I like wearing fabrics that have stretch, but I don't like shooting fabrics. <laughs> like tool doesn't have stretch either. Yeah. Right. Like all of these pieces that I love, like don't have no stretch, but yeah, for like, like, like a thin fabric with lots of movement, silk chiffon's really good. If you want something that's heavy, almost like drapey, like getting a brocade or something like that is really. That's why I just sewed a brocade jacket yesterday. And when I say so, I do it like a super shitty job because it's just enough. To <laughs> I literally call it. You're not going to go on a competition show now? Do it. Yeah, exactly. But that's, a, that's the thing is, I just think it's like so important that you don't have to have like, you don't have to spend a shit ton of money on like fancy like garments unless you want to. But like mm-hmm. you literally go to your fabric store and just like, yeah, a sheer chiffon fabric looks beautiful with the fan like that's it that's all you need (laughs) and you will get some of the most beautiful images ever because it's magic just like you perfect well thank you (laughs) so much for being on the podcast Shannon and we'll talk to you later Bye. bye